This is the Family Money Adventure Show, the money and travel podcast helping you make money moves that feel right for your family. I am Kevin Payne. Join me every other week as we have meaningful conversations about family, money, and travel. Hello, adventurers, and welcome to the Family Money Adventure Show. I'm your host, Kevin Payne. Glad you're here. Today, we're talking about booking travel. Now, I don't know about you, but my inbox and my social feeds are just filled with advertisements for travel sites, travel apps, and all kinds of things to find the best deals. Part of that is that I'm in the business of travel through Family Money Adventure and also my freelance writing side. So I often get a lot of travel deals that roll across my screens every day. Maybe you get them, maybe you don't, but that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you go online, there are hundreds of travel websites that promise the lowest prices and the best deals on flights, hotel accommodations, cruises, vacation packages, whatever you can think of. You know, a lot of these sites, maybe you've heard of them like Expedia or Hotels.com or Priceline. Some of these allow you to compare pricing at different places, and that's great. But with all these options at our fingertips, you know, surely there's a deal to be had, right? Well, the honest answer is maybe, maybe there is a deal. You know, maybe if you head to almost any hotel or airline website, you're going to see verbiage letting you know that you won't find a better price than when you book directly. And while that may be true, it might not be. I mean, has any large brand ever made false claims before? I don't know, you know, but honestly, booking direct usually is the cheapest way to go. Here's the thing, though, and the real question that we want to tackle in this episode. Are travel deals through third-party websites worth? Now, this question was a topic of a recent article in the Washington Post, and I'll leave a link in the show notes. And the article mentioned the crazy statistic from the business research company, which said that the global online travel market is projected to grow from about $461 billion to about $972 billion between 2020 and 2025. That is absolutely insane. Now, this article dove a little deeper into the argument between booking directly and through a third party. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So while we do that, let's take a look at what both of those things are just to find them for you. So direct booking is probably something you're used to. And it's when you just personally book travel directly with a business. You know, you get airline tickets from the airline, hotel rooms from a hotel. Rental cars with a rental car company, you know, we live close to Cedar Point Amusement Park and we're season pass holders, but we get our tickets directly from the park, not through a discount travel site. So that's what direct booking basically means. You go to the business's website or mobile app or give them a call on the phone and you book travel directly with them. Now, third-party booking is basically when you use a middleman to book your travel, whether it's a traditional travel agent or an online travel agent or a travel site like Expedia or Undercover Tourist. As a side note, I'm not necessarily talking about using travel rewards to book or cover travel expenses right now. You know, in cases like Chase with their Ultimate Rewards program and other credit card travel portals, you are booking through a third party, essentially. But that is a whole other discussion. For another episode. Outside of the financial aspect, though, the pros and cons of third party booking mostly apply to travel rewards as well. 
So now that we've looked at what booking directly and booking through a third party means, let's take a look at each of them a little more closely. What are the benefits of booking travel directly? Well, one of the biggest benefits is that, first off, typically you find the lowest prices when you book direct through a hotel or an airline or a rental company instead of a third party. It's not always the case and you can find travel deals, but generally that's a standard practice is that the lowest prices will be directly. The next benefit of booking travel directly is the benefits that you can receive. Often when you book directly through a hotel or airline and you are a member of their loyalty rewards program, it opens the door to certain benefits, perks. For hotels, maybe it's being able to check in early or you get a dining credit and check in through the mobile app, whatever it is. These are things that you might not have access to if you book third party. Also, along the same lines is the rewards programs. You know, you sign up for these loyalty rewards program for free with a hotel, airline, car rental company, whatever it is, and you earn rewards redeemable for free or reduced travel. It also unlocks other benefits like priority customer service, member rates, and other perks. Lastly, when you book travel directly, you get direct customer service. Now, these brands have your reservation and contact number and can communicate directly with you without a middleman during and after your booking. If there's any issues that come up with your reservation or travel plans change, you're able to talk to someone directly. Usually you have access to a mobile app, dedicated customer service lines. Basically, you don't have to rely on someone else to communicate and neither does the brand actually. Think about how much easier it is for an airline to deal with you directly rather than having to go through another company to get to you. Now, there are a couple drawbacks to booking direct sometimes, and one of those is that you may miss out on travel deals or sales. Hotels and airlines and whatever run their own sales, so it might not be so bad, but there's a potential that you could miss out on some deals for lower prices. This is especially true if you're willing to book with fewer travel requirements, such as maybe you're booking blindly or you don't choose your airline seat. Sometimes you can score deals that way. The other thing is that when you book direct, it can be time consuming. Unless you have an airline picked out or a hotel that you want to book, you're going to spend some time going to several different airline and hotel and car rental sites looking for the best deals. And it takes time. It really does. Now, let's switch over and talk a little bit about third-party booking. Now, there are benefits and drawbacks to this as well, so let's take a look at them. What are the benefits of third-party booking? Well, first off, and it kind of solves the problem we just talked about with direct booking, is being able to comparison shop. You know, you go to one of these third-party sites like Expedia, you're able to enter in your travel dates and compare multiple airlines, hotel accommodations, car rentals, all in one spot. It saves you time. It really gives you a better idea of pricing in a particular area or time frame that you are going to travel. Now, another potential benefit of third-party booking is that you have help to deal with issues. You know, sometimes it helps to have someone in your corner if there's an issue with an airline. You have a company that's working on your behalf because you're a customer basically of both of them. And one more benefit that I can think of is that certain third-party travel brands offer their own rewards programs. So you're not necessarily missing out on earning rewards or free nights when you use a third-party website. Now, a third benefit of third-party booking is rewards. 
There are actually certain third-party travel sites that offer their own rewards programs. Now, my friends Stephen and Lauren over at Trip of a Lifestyle are huge fans of Hotels.com because of their unique rewards program where you can earn free nights at hotels. They have an awesome post on their site where they wrote about this program, and I'll include a link in the show notes. It's hard to argue against the value of third-party bookings when you can earn free rewards nights, right? Now, there are some drawbacks of booking through third-party travel sites in some cases. One, you could lose out on your loyalty perks. Some online travel sites let you enter your frequent flyer number or hotel rewards number, but there's no guarantee that you'll earn points or miles on those travel purchases. You may also miss out on some of those amenities that we talked about earlier, such as early and late checkout, maybe dining credits, other perks. It all is at the discretion of the airline or hotel as to whether they will allow you to access those. Now, it's always a good idea to check with the airline or hotel chain before you're booking to see if you will earn status credit and points. Another drawback is customer service. As we mentioned before, there's always two sides to this. Sometimes dealing with issues is more difficult if you have to go through someone else. Sometimes it's better to have help. You never know. But when you're booking travel, there are a lot of things that can go wrong. You can have flight changes, cancellations. Maybe you were looking to get a refund. Maybe you have questions about a booking or maybe you want to file a complaint. Whatever it is, sometimes when you have to go through a third party to get to a brand and to get resolution with an issue, it's more difficult. There can also be a lot of confusion sometimes when you book through a third party site. Let me give you an example of this. So a few years ago, we went on a trip to Walt Disney, you know, like we always do. And I had already booked a rental car for this trip when I came across a deal on a reputable third party travel site to get up to 50% off of a rental car. (laughs) And it was kind of funny is that the catch was that I had to buy a bag of popcorn at AMC theaters. I'm not even joking. And they actually sent me a voucher for the popcorn, which I don't think I ever redeemed. But because of that, we saved $500 on a car rental for the week, which was 300 less than our original booking. The problem is when we went to go pick up the car. The confirmation number we received from this site wasn't the official one from the rental company, and they totally couldn't find our reservation in their system. We spent an extra hour at the airport before I finally found the correct number buried in small print in an old email. You know, you would expect it to be up front and center towards the top of the email and specifically maybe get an email that says it, that it's a confirmation of your travel plans. Even the instructions we received from this site didn't line up with the rental company's procedures and policies. We weren't even sure if we were supposed to check in at the ticket counter in the airport or if we were supposed to go to the second counter that was out in the rental car garage. And I had a friend recently who purchased theme park tickets through a third-party site and kind of ran into similar issues picking up their tickets. Sometimes there's just a Lack of communication between these sites and the provider of whatever service or purchase that you made. This brings up another issue that I had, and this one was concerning a flight that I was trying to cancel. Now, this particular incident was an award flight that I booked through Chase Ultimate Rewards. And I chose the refundable option, as I always do. But when it came time to cancel it, I ran into some major issues. I actually ended up having to call instead of doing it online. 
and got passed around to several representatives before I was eventually able to cancel the flight and get a credit from Chase. (laughs) What's funny is that the worst part of this, it might be that there's a travel credit that shows up under my United Airlines account, and it shows it as an active travel credit. But every time I go in to check my travel credits to see if there's one I can use when I'm booking a flight, I mistakenly think that it's available to use. It makes me mad every single time. So United, if you're listening, can you please remove that from my account? I would be forever grateful. Now, the last drawback of booking third party is that you could miss out on important status updates on your travel itinerary. If you book through a third party, you might not receive timely notifications if there's a flight change or a delay or cancellation. When you book directly, the airline and hotel usually have your email address, mobile number, so they're able to send you texts or other notifications to let you know of a change. That's not always the case with a third party. Now that we've looked at these two ways to book travel, let's talk about some ways that you can score travel deals directly. Maybe there are deals to be had with third-party sites, but there are still ways to save money even when you book direct. The first one is to use a travel rewards credit card. You want to get a travel rewards credit card that allows you to cover travel purchases with points and miles. Now, we're big fans of Capital One Venture X, and we use the purchase eraser feature to pay for travel we booked on the card with our rewards. Now, with these cards, the one thing that you really need to watch out for is how the merchant or vendor codes the purchase. You need it to be coded as travel or else you can't use the rewards to pay for it. And that's why people often use a third party site like Undercover Tourist to purchase Disney and Universal Studios tickets. Now, Disney and I believe Universal, too, they code as entertainment, not travel. So you may not be able to use your rewards to cover those purchases. But with a site like Undercover Tourist, it does code as travel. Now, another way to score travel deals directly is to use a cashback app. If you like to save money, but you also like the security and benefits of booking direct, why not do both, right? Now, there are free cashback apps like Rakuten, Capital One Shopping, and Honey that allow you to earn cashback on online purchases, including travel. I use Rakuten almost every week. Now, I have a friend who's a huge fan of Capital One Shopping and uses it to find travel deals all the time. So basically, the way that these cashback apps work is that they basically add an extra step to the booking process. Normally, when you go book a hotel, you know, maybe it's Marriott, you go to the Marriott site, you enter in your dates and whatever, find a hotel and you book it. There's also a Google browser extension for most of these programs. So you can go directly to like Marriott site or Southwest Airlines. And if there's a deal on the Google extension, you'll see something pop up that will let you know that there is a deal or that there's a code. It'll allow you to run through all kinds of different promo codes or coupon codes to see if any of them will save you money on your booking. Now, admittedly, I use Ragatin almost every week to find deals on other things, but I haven't explored it that much for travel that or Capital One Shopping. And that's something that I'm planned to do here in the near future, since we tend to book directly, you know, outside of when we're using travel rewards sometimes. So that's something I'm going to do. And I urge you to do the same. The third way to score travel deals when you book directly is to use third-party sites, but use them as a research tool. 
So you can head to Google Flights or a travel comparison site and research pricing to find the best deals. Then after you found the deal, you head over to the airline or hotel site and book your travel. Now, if there's a difference in price, some hotels offer price matching. I've never actually done this before, so I'm not sure exactly how effective it is, but it's worth looking into for sure. Now that we've discussed how to score some travel deals directly, let's wrap things up by just some general tips when you're booking travel based on the conversation we just had. So if you're using a third party, it usually makes more sense for hotels and other accommodations than for other types of travel. And that partially is because they're easier to cancel and rebook elsewhere if needed. You know, if I'm going to Orlando, for example, there's a hundred hotels there and there's usually going to be space if I run into issues and I have to change hotels. Now with flights, there's a little more timeliness involved there. So I would generally avoid booking flights through a third party unless I'm using travel rewards. If you do use a third party, make sure you keep records of all of your communications with them, your confirmation numbers, check out their cancellation policies, maybe find the contact information that you need if you run into an issue with your travel and need to make changes or cancel something. You may even want to verify that your reservations show up on the direct account, if possible. Another thing that you should always do is to read the fine print. We all skip over this all the time, and most of the time it works out okay, but there are those times when you're in a jam and we simply just miss some crucial details. Maybe it's a cancellation policy. We waited too long. Maybe there's a penalty or fee for canceling. Maybe the refund options weren't exactly what we wanted. And it all stems back to us not reading the fine print. Now, lastly, if you are worried about any of these issues, it's always best to book refundable travel. You know, it usually costs more, but it's similar to travel insurance. It's amazing when you need to use it. Now, as we close, generally, it's best practice to book travel directly when possible. And that's what we usually do. Now, our situation might be a little different than yours. You know, we're a family of six, which makes it more difficult sometimes to change travel plans. My wife's a teacher and our kids are still in school. So travel usually falls during the busiest travel seasons of the year. Spring break, Christmas break, Easter, summer at Disney World when it's 90 degrees. It's insane. But maybe for you, we love the safety and security and perks of booking direct, even if it means missing out on some deals occasionally. Now, full disclosure, we use travel rewards to cover, you know, all or a portion of our travel expenses for most trips. But that's something we're going to discuss in another podcast episode coming up. Now, you may have more flexibility with your travel plans than we do, which could mean big savings through travel deals. Now, hopefully you found this conversation helpful as you are thinking about your upcoming travel plans. If you like the show, let us know by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear us cover in upcoming episodes? Head over to FamilyMoneyAdventure.com and leave us a comment or message. And hope you will join us for these empowering and hopefully entertaining discussions. It's time to take control of your money and pursue what you've always wanted. Until the next adventure.